Welcome to Fusion City Church Online. Thank you so much for making the decision to worship with us today. Even though we can't meet face to face, we can still come together online. And uh, as I do most Sundays, I want to encourage you to take full advantage of the time that you have set aside right now. In just a few moments, we're going to sing together. Yeah, that's right. We're going to sing together, something we've never done before on video, but it's important for us to sing and worship through song. We're also going to hear from our teaching pastor, Brian Duncan, where he's going to share a message all about hope. And, and I know we all need hope every day of our lives, but particularly in the season that we are in right now. And I want you to pay uh, very close attention uh, to the end of his message, particularly because... There's a challenge there for you. It's a challenge that only you can meet, and I encourage you to do that. So I hope you enjoy your time with us today. Hey, good morning, Fusion family. Uh, we're excited to worship with you this morning. I know this is a little different than what we're used to when we get together on a Sunday morning, but uh, the church has always been uh, a people that sang and worshiped God and we want to be able to have the opportunity to do that with each other even if we're spread around in living rooms and maybe you're with uh, your family or with your small group and we would love for you to engage in worship it might feel a little awkward at first just because we're not used to doing this but this is what the early church did uh, literally every time they got together they were in homes in uh, small storefronts and they worshiped and studied the scriptures together and that's what we're doing today so just want you to uh, just engage in worship with us and uh, my hope is that the presence of God would just fill your space where you are and that you would feel near to him as uh, we sing these songs together so you guys sing with us I don't 
excited to have an opportunity to, to share with you guys a little bit this morning. I think in the midst of all that we are experiencing right now and not being able to meet together on a Sunday, man, what a tremendous opportunity that technology provides us to be able to still communicate with each other. And I think right now that's, that's good. I think we're all missing each other. And again, in the midst of all of this right now, I think what all of us need is, is some encouragement and some hope. And when I think about finding hope, that there's no greater source for that than in the scriptures and specifically when we're talking about the, the idea of having hope there's no better scripture for me than what's found in hebrews chapter 6 and so i just wanted to share a little bit from from that chapter this morning with you all about how we can have the hope have hope even in the midst of some difficult or trying circumstances so i want to read uh, just a few verses to you uh starting in verse 13 in chapter 6 of the book of hebrews uh, the writer says for when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, uh, my parents wouldn't let me say, I swear to God. They, it, was the, it was like the worst thing you could do was to swear by God. But what was inter what's interesting here is the writer says that, that God, when wanting to, to make an oath, when God wanting to swear by something, he, he couldn't swear to anything greater than himself. So God swore to himself, which is just an interesting thought for me as God is trying to, to declare here a promise about how we can have hope. Let's keep reading. Verse 14, it says, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. This was God's God swearing to Abraham. And thus, 
Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes, an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath. So when the writer here says that God wanted to make this promise not only to Abraham, when he wanted to make this oath not, not only to Abraham, but also to the heirs of the promise, that's you and me. That the same oath that God was swearing here to Abraham, he swears to the heirs of the promise as well. And that's us, those who have come to faith in response to what God promised Abraham. And then in verse 18, it, it kind of draws all this to a conclusion. It says, So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. And in other words, what the writer here is saying is that not only did God make a promise and he can't lie, so the promise should have been good enough, but then he went even a step further to guarantee for us the hope that is set before us by declaring an oath, swearing by himself to himself this oath. I'm going to, to give you the hope that I have promised. And this is how he does it. Verse 19, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. That is our hope. Our hope is in, in Jesus, the one who has gone into the, the, the inner place behind the veil. Now, if you're not familiar with the Old Testament setup of, of the temple and how people used to interact with God, there was a lot of turmoil in, in, the, in the mentality of those who worship God because they didn't have direct access to God the Father. He was behind this veil, separated from his people by this physical piece of, of cloth, this veil that he resided behind. But when Jesus came, he gave us access to the Father. He gave us access behind the veil so that you and I could be in a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. And there's a tremendous amount of hope in knowing that the God, the creator of all that we can see, that He has given us a way to be in a relationship with Him both on this earth and in this current time and all and for all eternity. We get to be with our Heavenly Father who loves us and who gave a Son for us so that we could be in a relationship with Him. And I love how the writer of Hebrews refers to the hope that we have in Jesus as an anchor for our soul. Now, I don't know about you, but, but when all of this stuff started with, with the COVID-19, quite frankly, when it all started, I, I didn't take it very seriously. I even made some jokes about it. And, and what I've seen over the last several weeks is, is a drift, even, even in my own mind and in my own spirit. Like I'm, I'm drifting away from, man, this is some funny thing that started in some place far away to, to it's right here at home. And, and there's been a drift, and even in, again, even in my own life towards fear. But I love here again what the, what the author says about an anchor. Uh, my, my wife and I, we used, to, we used to own a boat. And we'd take it out on a lake, kind of like the one right here behind me. And I mean, we love spending time on the lake. And oftentimes we would um, we'd like to just kind of park the boat right out in the middle of the water and get out and swim or play with our kids or, or do things and just around the boat. 
But, but even on lakes where there aren't any waves, there's still a current. And our boat would often, it, it, would, it would drift unless you have a way to, to anchor it. And, and so what, what I love about this illustration in Scripture is when we have that anchor, like we may we may drift some. You know, my boat would would move around the central point where the anchor was located, but I could never get further than the rope that was attached to my anchor. And I think that's what all of us need in this season right now, where there could potentially be this drift towards fear that that we never get so far away from what we're anchored to, which is our hope in Jesus Christ. And man, that's something insignificant for us to remember right now. That, that we may drift a little, fear may, may enter into our lives a little bit, but we should, we should never get too far away from where our faith is anchored, which is in the hope of Jesus. We might move, we might spin, there might be some waves, there might be some turmoil, but, but we have an anchor that is, the, that is our hope in Jesus that, that's the anchor for our, for our soul, for something deep and for something meaningful. And I think in the midst of all of this then, what we get to do is we get to demonstrate to the rest of the world what it looks like to, to have hope, to have an anchor for our soul. I think right now what our nation, what the world needs in, in the face of all of this fear that we're seeing and experiencing is our world needs to see a fearless, faithful church. And we have an opportunity to be that source, that resource, that picture of fearlessness, of hopefulness in the midst of all that we see going on right now. I was talking to, to my dad last night and uh, he was talking about some of the, the, the regulations that have come down and uh, if I could paraphrase what my dad said, essentially it was this. He said, I'm old, like I'm really old and I'm a diabetic. If anybody should be afraid, like they're telling people that with my specific circumstances that, that we should be more afraid than everybody else and that's, I'm just, I'm just not scared. I'm just not afraid of this thing. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I'm just not going to live in, in fear. And I think that's a testament to, to just my dad's faith and, and the life that he's built of trusting in Jesus. And much like him, you and I have an opportunity to communicate that message to people outside of our family and outside of, of our church, that we can be the face of, of hope in the midst of fear. We can be the picture of faith where there is fear. Man, what a tremendous opportunity that we have. And so this would be my, encourage, my encouragement to you. First of all, don't let yourself drift too far. You have an anchor for your soul that is in Jesus if you're a follower of Christ. Now, if you don't, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I was thinking again back to those days on the boat. My, my boat had an alarm. It had, a, it had an alarm to let me know when the water that was beneath my boat was too deep for my anchor to reach the ground. Because when you're out of anchor depth, you're in, you're in a bit of trouble and you're in a tough spot. And so if you don't have a relationship with Jesus right now, what you need is an anchor. You need an anchor for your soul that can only be found in Christ. If you want the kind of hope that, that can push back the, the powers and the force of fear, that can be found in Jesus. And we'd love to have the opportunity to communicate with you about how to begin that relationship with Jesus if you don't have it. If um, for the next few minutes, though, here's what I want those of us who have a relationship with Jesus to think about. On your social media, th there's a lot of posts right now, shares about information about the virus and shares from, from other sources, even sources that are promoting hope. But you, 
Christ follower, you Christian, you believer in Jesus, here's, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you that instead of sharing some things, to actually write and create some things. The people who are in your sphere of influence, your friends list, all of those that follow you on social media, uh, they're going to hear a more powerful message about what Christ has done from, from and in your life from you than they are from something that you shared. When they hear it in your own words, it's a much more powerful testament to what God has done in your life. Sharing things is great. I do it all the time. I find people that say it more eloquently or, or, or more correctly than I feel like I could, but I'm just telling you that for the people who are in your sphere of influence, I feel like it would be way more powerful coming directly from you. So maybe this week you could write a post, your own words, your own way of saying it about the hope that you have in Jesus and allow all of your friends to see that, that you have anchored your hope into something that's real, something that, that gives you the, the ability to have faith when, when fear is the natural drift. So would you take some time this week to do that? I think if we all do it, man, what a powerful message we can send to the world of the hope that we have in Christ. Let's pray together. Father, God, today is an unusual day and these are unusual times and we find ourselves in some unique situations, but more distant physically from our friends and family than, than we're used to. But God, even in the midst of all of this, we have an anchor for our soul through your son, Jesus. And God, I'm so grateful that you loved us enough to send him that we would have access to that. The Father, in these circumstances or any of the others that bring stress, that bring anxiety, that bring fear, God, in all of that, we have an anchor of hope in Jesus. Father, when we are anchored to him, there's an overwhelming sense of peace that can wash over our lives when, when all else that we're hearing tells us to be afraid, tells us to, 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 to lock up, to shut down, to, to all of those things. God, regardless of what we're hearing, when we have a relationship with your son, Jesus, Father, we can have hope. And I'm grateful for that anchor as my natural drift, and so many of us, our natural drift would be towards fear. God, I pray that, that the anchor of hope that we have in Jesus would, 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 pull, would, would hold us tight to where we are, maybe even pull us back closer to the faith that you've called us to live out. And the Father, as we live that out, as we share that personally or via social media, whatever that looks like, Father, I pray that more and more and more people would come to, to glorify, to recognize your power in the midst of, of pain and fear and anxiety and stress. Because God, you are in control of it all. And so Father, we turn our attention to you. Our source of strength, our source of support, our source of, of provision. God, when, when those things seem to be so fleeting. We love you, Father. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and the hope that we have in him. In his name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for hanging out with us at Fusion City Church online. Before you go, I wanted to bring Chris Hartness in. He's done a lot of work behind the scenes to make sure that you and your kids have some content that they might be familiar with at Fusion City Kids 
but obviously we can't meet at the Y. We can't uh, do that. So, Chris, what are some suggestions you have for our families? Yeah, so if you look at the bottom of the webpage there, um, there's a couple links. There's one for Fuse, which is our two-year-old through five-year-old class. There's a Connect tab there uh, for our kindergarten through uh, fourth grade class. And then there's another one for our Loop class, which is our fifth and sixth graders. Um, and under each of those links, uh, there's a video and then there's some discussion questions, a memory verse, just some stuff so you can go through with your kids uh, about some stuff that, uh, that we would like for you to go over with them and um, just have a good time uh, going through some spiritual stuff with your kids because we never want to neglect that stuff. Very cool, very cool. Thanks, Chris, for all your work in that. And uh, two, I want you guys to come right back to this webpage next weekend. We're going to have updated content. This is where uh, you're going to land while we're not able to meet together as a church physically. We can meet here on this webpage. So make sure you come back next week. You guys be safe and God bless.